When the CO said there was a nurse who needed to be picked up, I volunteered. Rescuing is my specialty, and I figured you might need rescuing after coming across the channel with all those Joes eager to make points with the nurse. She laughed. Sounds like you've been in the army for some time. Yes, ma'am. My jeep is over yonder. Without requesting permission, he lifted her wet bag from her shoulders. Startled because military women were supposed to carry their own bags, she said, Well, thanks. You're welcome. A lot of army rules go against my grain. I was surprised they landed you in the water like the guys. It's a wonder you didn't have to swim for it, you being down there a foot shorter. They said the ducks must be used for unloading supplies. Then she laughed. I'm only a foot shorter than you. Most of the men don't reach your elevation. You must make a large target on the front lines. So they tell me. I figure I'm also a good cover for the boys. She studied his face and saw no hint of bravado or bragging. That doesn't seem to worry you. No, ma'am, he said quietly. The sun's reflection from the sand shined upward on his face, softening the shadow cast by his steel helmet. His craggy features seemed to glow. He reminded her of a guardian angel statue back home on the campus of the hospital where she'd trained. How did you come to be a medic? she asked. I'm a conscientious objector, ma'am. I don't hold with killing. Is this a matter of your faith? Yes, ma'am. They had reached the jeep. He tossed her bag behind the seat and moved to the driver's side, while she climbed into the passenger seat. With a roar and minimal spinning of wheels, they headed for the road at the base of the cliff to join the line of supply trucks rolling inland. Marge took care not to stare, but found her eyes returning to his profile repeatedly. She had nothing but respect for conscientious objectors who risked their lives to save lives. She wished he'd say more about his convictions, but he drove silently as they ascended a ravine and moved into farmland divided by tall, battle-torn hedgerows. Something about Sergeant Llewellyn made her feel safe and settled after her distressing flight from Wales. She found herself wishing she could know him better. Chapter 1 Paris, October 1944 M. Emerson went to the window of her room in Hotel Scribe and looked down on the street. The sun broke through the clouds, igniting the scene. Paris! She was here at last! The beloved city, pride of France, had not suffered air raids or shelling. The buildings around her stood unmarred, turning the scene timeless. Parisians, walking on the sidewalk below, looked healthy despite being thin. For the most part, the women dressed attractively in bright colours. In the streets, however, the war and the occupation had created a conspicuous absence of autos. In addition to military vehicles, the traffic consisted of bicycles and pedicabs, which were remodelled bicycles that looked like Chinese rickshaws. After living in bombed-out London and driving through the war-savage towns and landscape in Normandy, she found Paris incredibly beautiful. When she found time, she'd love to explore it for fun, with Bob. At the thought of the older war correspondent who had championed her at every turn, 
her heart made a butterfly take-off. She had vowed not to fall into a wartime romance, but had long since given up trying to talk herself out of her attraction to him. At first, she'd thought her feelings simply sprang from gratitude for his kindness. As a female war correspondent, she was intruding into a male-dominated profession, and many of the men didn't welcome women journalists. M turned from the window and went to her desk, glancing at the last story she'd written. The men shouldn't be worried about competition. All the rules had been set up in their favour. Allied command banned women from the combat zones, so she couldn't report first-hand on battle action. Then whatever the women wrote, they had to wire to London for censorship. Consequently, her stories were not always timely and sometimes made little sense, because she never could read the censored versions and add transitions for clarity. The men, on the other hand...